Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Dank and Bharati Jagdish with you. It is time now for the Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. And uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is warning that her department will effectively run out of cash around October 18th unless Congress works fast. Words like catastrophic and crisis and recession are being used. Uh, what can you tell us, Ryan? That's right. So all the talk around the U.S. debt ceiling, you know, that deal between Democrats and Republicans is still reaching a bit of a gridlock, a stalemate. So that seems to be sending some jitters to markets. And to get a bigger picture around this situation, we've got Kelvin Wong. He's an analyst at CMC Markets. Morning, Kelvin. How are you doing today? Great. Not too bad. I would say that pretty much uh, exciting times over the market. (laughs) I think exciting is a bit of an understatement. So the latest (laughs) movie we are watching right now that seems to be having a bit of a sequel is the US debt ceiling is back again. To give us a bit of an overview first, Kelvin, can you explain to us what the US debt ceiling is. Can I compare it to a bit like a credit card limit? Yeah, I would say the most simple layman term is something that the US government has reached a, a fixed amount that, number one, if I don't increase that credit limit, I basically, uh, I would not have any more money for the US Treasury or more for Janet Yellen now to actually spend. So what you could see over here is, I think Janet Yellen has already given a t- deadline, which is October 18th. So mm. after beyond that October 18th, if U.S. government do not does not have that required funding ability for passed by Congress, it means i.e. the government technically will go into a full shutdown. That means what we could see over here is that government workers or agency workers, even the military, mm. uh, will stop receiving their usual paychecks. So mm. that kind of is sort of a technically default situation for U.S. Technically yeah. only, yeah. So these are all essential functions and pretty much bills that the government is obligated to pay. So not really new spending per se, uh, something they've already committed to in the previous years. So what are the issues holding back a deal from being done since this seems to be oh, so important? Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, right, you're, as you all know, that if you look at the last couple of years, this particular debt sling negotiation has been a kind of a brinkmanship political point between the Democrats and the Republicans uh, trying to score political mileage or premium among themselves. So what we could see over here is if we look at the situation right now, right, the current uh, tilt of power in the U.S. government is still belongs to the Democrats. But however, if you look at the Senate itself, uh, mm. the, the, the Democrats is actually doesn't hold a very strong majority. I would say it's more like a kind of a 50-50 split uh, with the vice president throwing in a, a, another vote just for them to actually pass any slim minority uh, for, to, to get uh, Democrats' uh, proposed bills being passed. So what I could see now over here is the, the Republican what they want to do is a membership game hmm. to actually force the Democrats to actually approach another way to actually pass this debt ceiling. They call it uh, the U.S. is pretty much a bit fanciful. There's a couple of names of it. They call it the filmbuster approach. That means they want the uh, Democrats to pass the bill among themselves. We are bipartisan support for the Republicans. So the reason why they're doing this over here is they're forcing the Democrats to actually attach a fixed amount of 
the debt ceiling extension by X amount by how much means by how many billions because what the uh, Republicans want over here is that you know, as you all know that next year there will be the midterm election mm-hmm. address coming out that means the Senate was for the vote so that year they're hoping to actually push the blame to the Democrats that hey uh, you are the guys who are actually causing US to actually go into a much deeper debt as you all know that right now this last year and this year we have started to pass trillion of dollar worth of you know you know a physical policy to actually uh, cushion the, the pandemic fallout so it's more like a brinkmanship play to for the republicans to actually gain political premium or mileage during the midterm election next year yeah kevin so a lot of politics at play here and we have a bit of a timeline here october 18 is when janet yellen says her department will run out of cash and then i yeah. think a lot of people are watching out for this friday first october for a deal to be done what is the yep. how high is this risk of a deal not being done and what might happen okay so what i could see over here is that if you look at the past two episodes right, where we have this kind of very st- similar stalemate or similar uh, squabbles among the democratic fighters Firstly, somewhere around in July, August 2011, and during the period of 18 September 2013 to October 2013. So both were actually passed or kind of resolved among the two camps during the last hour or the last minute or so. So I believe that this time around, right, there will be a, a kind of a pass- passage as well. That means there will be a kind of a, a brinkmanship trade-off. So what I suspect over here is the Democrats will, will actually try to hold out as long as possible. Number one is they're actually kind of uh, putting away indirectly. They're actually indirectly trying to create a kind of a mini risk of scenario for risk as a example for stocks. So you could look at the, the, the stock market, uh, the U.S. benchmark actually plumbed last night which is actually partly also driven by these scorpions that's being seen in this debt selling negotiation. So what they're trying to force over here is that they're now trying to push the blame to the Republicans. Hey, uh, you guys are actually trying to, to, to create this threat. But on, on the other hand, you're actually creating a kind of a negative feedback loop into the markets, which could be detrimental to the general economy as a whole. So they're trying to play this game again. So I believe there's a kind of a probably about about. Four, 60% or so, yes, there will be some kind of uh, we call it a resolution. That means the best resolution could be is they could actually continue the negotiating process, process pardon me, to actually come up with a kind of a stopgap uh, funding approach where they allow the government to actually remain fund, funded through, I think, around early December. Mm. Yeah, so that's the best approach that they could have while negotiation or, or trade-off uh, that, that has been, we call it, uh, uh, play out uh, in a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, Kevin, let's wrap this up with how this might all affect markets and of course what investors should be doing in the days ahead and even the weeks ahead. You've got in the backdrop this um, stalemate happening and also rising bond yields. In fact, it's up 25 basis points in four days and that is the yes. highest rate of change since January. Of course, you've got Evergrande, you've got the Chinese uh, situation around energy crackdown as well. With all that happening, what's your take on what markets will be um, doing in the coming days and what investors should be doing? Okay, if we talk about from a very short-term to multi-week perspective, uh, definitely uh, volatility will got to be increased. We'll definitely will, will, will be on the high side, given uh, right now we're actually climbing out a wall of worry. With, you know, with Evergrande, the debt ceiling, and most importantly, this U.S. Treasury yield that is inching up 
pretty much steeply. Say that is now going to approach its uh, much higher as well, which is uh, around one, uh, give me a minute. Let me take a look at the chart again. Yeah, which is 1.8%. So what we could see right now over here is definitely uh, we will start to see a kind of a underperformance of high growth and technology stocks that uh, has really mm. kickstarted this week. So this will actually persist in the short term to the coming weeks ahead. While I do expect that one of the uh, sole outperformer will be uh, US energy related stocks. But that's only, uh, we call it, uh, concentrated to actually one area itself. So people were looking at commodity stocks that are kind of let's get their fortunes or their major majority of the revenues from China. I don't think that they were actually seek to be moving in line in sync with the U- their US counterparts. Yeah, that tech rotation really getting underway this week. Mr. Chairman Kelvin Wong, he is an analyst at CMC Markets. Thank you so much for your time this week. Yeah, my pleasure, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.